1: hey chicago what do you say it's another beautiful day in the city of chicago it's raining it's snowing it's sleeting and the ceiling is dripping in our office and the cubs still haven't signed any but other than that I'm saying there's a chance something good could happen today uh luke stuckmeyer ryan herrera cody del mendo Uh, Hi to everybody in the live chat. Best way to enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe to that CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss anything. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk a little Imanaga again today. We're going to talk about Jamison Tyone. We're going to even maybe talk a little bit about Andre Dawson. And if we have time, we might talk about the guy that went swimming in the pro bass shops. The Cardinal fan? Oh, yeah. Pro bash shop.
2: I'm convinced I'd he's a, I'm, I'm convinced he's it's a card. Pro bass
1: shops, right? Yeah. Pro bash shops. Yeah.
2: According to Luke Stuckmeyer, when we here in Nashville. Pro bass. We're lives.
1: <laughs> uh, Becky wants to know how i Still got the T, but hey, better than yesterday. So that's that's good. Credit to him. Yeah. Uh, Godfather says we are close. Or Gary's, Gary's telling Godfather we're close. Here's the deal. Nothing's happened. What are we now? 35 days away.
2: 323 and days Snitchers since and the hatchers. last uh, since the last free agent signing. Cubs convention's
1: getting closer. Cubs convention's getting closer. A few details on that on the internet's today. All the people that are going to show up for that. For those of you that are worried, Miles Masterboney will be there. I was worried. Cody was tr- um, make sure he was going to get that. I was
2: shaking. It was the, the number one. There thing. were one
1: or two names on there. I was like, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember that cub. Name era. Cub. I don't remember that Cub era, but that all, that's always the case, right? Like, Yeah. Well, I don't still f- want to see more D. Lee. I saw Ramos is going to be there.
3: You know, last Friday, more Corey sure. and Brendan on their show were kind of just for like an hour t- just naming random Cubs and memories. The last like
2: 23 <laughs> minutes of their show. Maybe we should sure. just do that. <laughs> I honestly I thought about coming cub- in here yesterday with that idea. We could just kept playing <laughs> it out like the way okay. the, that Corey and Brendan were, where... Like, they were talking about Paul Baco at the end of their show. Oh, on yeah, Friday.
1: Paul Baco. Cubs D-A-K-O. legend. K
2: O. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Corey
3: was talking about how he had to, yes. like, there's this, like, website called Sporkle that puts a bunch of quizzes together. And he had to email <laughs> them. He, had to, he He went out of his way to email Sporkle to tell them they got something wrong about the 03 Cubs season. Because it was something that happened. I think it was, like, Paul Baco made the last out or whatever of 03, and they had it as someone else. So, yeah. Maybe we should uh, do something like that.
1: Yeah, Coy Hill. Uh, I see, uh, Dubs is excited about Coy Hill. Listen, we could go, we could do a thing. Remember when I would do the, uh, we've done it a couple of years. Is this an act at, uh, Lollapalooza or is it a Cubs prospect? We could just do it as a former <laughs> Cubs player, <laughs> former Cubs player. Yeah. Cause I, we can go way back and not really know how far, far back we're going there. So if I you were know, Kalata might know,
2: but when I look at this list, and I, maybe this defines how big of a fan I am or not. Like, am I supposed to know who. <laughs> I can't, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. How's it spelled? His first name's Manny. Where is Tri- his Tri- last Trilio? name? Trilio? Manny Trio, yeah. Am I supposed Manny to know, Trio, am I supposed to know who this guy? No, Manny Trio is like my childhood. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think I've heard the name. I, like, that, I have no idea who this guy 99. is. No, yeah. And,
2: like, does that make me a bad fan? No,
1: like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that's like, that's like, I would say Manny Trio was probably late seventies, early eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I've heard the name early Cubs again.
2: Team. I'm thirty-two, folks. All right,
1: so. I believe mm-hmm. Andy Pafko. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Barb's asking about Andy Pafko. That's an old. That was my Andy aunt's band favorite band. player. Andy Pafko, Barb's got Manny Trio. Yeah, Manny Trio. Second base. Uh, Kyle wants to know: Can we fix the leak in the roof? No.
2: Not George Bitterwald, That's a name. There you go. Perhaps. I know we're going to talk about Andre Dawson at the end of the show, but like of these guys on this list, like who's going to the Cubs Hall of Fame? Right. Like, hmm. whether they're supposed to like, isn't isn't the way they've been doing it? They going been going. at – Going by like decade. Yeah. So like Mark Grace. That's why and it's taken a Dustin while. Were in the 90s, right. right. So, That's like, why it's taken a little Carey while to get to Sammy
1: right. Sosa. Right.
3: right. So as oh, Carrie played a like lot. Like
2: is Aramis Ramirez, Ramirez going in this year? Like to me, I I think he belongs in there, right? I'm curious. Or yeah, or Carrie
3: Wood. Or Barbara said know. to bring back Pete Lecoq P- Pete Pete <laughs> There you <we> go. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. Dead yeah. Lily. I, I don't know. Like I Dead I, Lily. I,
2: it will be for me, even though Sammy Sosa's not on this list, which tells me he's not going to go into the Cubs Hall of Fame this year, uh, which that's a whole nother rant I could go on for the thousandth time. Yeah, I think Bruce um, Miles will
1: join us tomorrow to talk about that. He's right. on that committee. Yeah. So I just want to know like, I want to know what goes into the decision. Uh-huh. You know, like what, what's their criteria for mm-hmm. picking? I don't think he's going to tell us yes or no, even though we all think it's no. But I am curious how the committee. Forms their yeah. decisions on it.
3: Uh, there's also a stunning lack of Tony Campana. This I know, year, man. I'm
2: gonna text or I'm gonna message him on IG and be like, "Bro, I've been asking for you to come. <laughs> like, do you you just want to come with me one year? Like, just roll up,
3: <laughs> just hang around, <laughs> yeah, just walking around." Stunning lack of Tony Campana and Camper. Henry Blanco. But I think he was, he was a the fan favorite. Team. Man, he was
2: like he was no like. He, he was no Juan Pierre, but, man, minute. was he... was he, a fan favorite? He was a fan favorite <laughs> when this team was tanking. He was a tank-leading, uh, what, what does Braggs call it, tank commander? That's how he, he uh-huh. mentions uh, Nate Peterman as the tank commander. You know, when you look back at when the first tank... You can, you can thank guys like Tony Campana and like Edwin Jackson for, so for helping us get Chris Bryant. Speaking right. of
3: Jean-Pierre, I think he played every single game in that 06 season when they only won 66 games. Look. So your favorite non-Cubs star <laughs> yep, is games. Tony
2: Campana. Well, you got to define star. Like you talk about, like when you well, say like star, a, like what? Did Tony Campana's is not a star. He's, he's not. A star. He's not I a star. But, could, but I like a, he's, I like a he's lot of Cubs a star. gentlemen. Wonderful gentlemen. I like yeah, a lot of Cubs we who weren't star. all stars, though. You know what I mean? But like, would you consider them a star? Like, I, I think even the loosest term of star. So, like somebody that yeah. wore a Cubs uniform
1: but didn't have like a huge major league career. That's what yeah. we're talking Ronny's, about. Ryan like, Sweeney. Ronnie Cedeno That's like a pretty her. good one I, I didn't one.
2: like Ronnie Cedeno Well I mean He was fine But I didn't love him Like I liked Tony Campana So
1: yours was Ronnie Cedeno Yours Tony Campana And mine was This guy Mike Vale, Who would oh. pinch hit Like in the early 1920s Maybe like 80 Maybe something like mm-hmm. 80 And I always thought He was going to hit a home run For some reason Yeah See like yeah, Dave Kingman didn't. Is too big of a name To say Dave Kingman Because the guy Hit too many home runs In baseball yeah, Mike Vale. I don't know. He's probably selling insurance. That's a big Daryl Ward guy. Daryl Ward, really? Yeah, yeah. Daryl Ward. Uh, Tony Kemp had his own day in Oakland. Just we know. It's some, for
2: me, there's just something about the guys who come off the bench and get the big hit, who don't have a massive role in the team. All right, so like Chris Coglin. Chris Coglin. Coglin's a good one. Huge fan. All right, that's why Mike Talkman is my guy. Oh, uh, Reese Johnson you know? was a good one. Oh, Reed, Johnson? Reed, yeah. Johnson, Reed Johnson? Reed Johnson. Reed made Johnson. Reed Johnson Johnson was a good one. I did that, that catch they, in Washington. Oh, yeah, Ree Johnson
3: no, was, was a fun player to watch. That was that and, and I'm, at, like, I'm thinking of the one in Milwaukee. I think it was yeah. Prince Fielder's yeah. yeah. Grand Slam. See, we're doing the thing now. All right. Well, that's another <laughs> podcast. We'll save it. We're literally
1: it we're,
2: doing the thing that Brennan and Corey were doing. Though. Lord knows we're going to need it next week.
1: <laughs> if they don't sign do Bellinger the by the
2: Cubs convention, we know we're going to need this whole podcast. So we'll just. Galvin says Randall Simon. There you go. That's That's a good one. Mark Derosa, eh, Junior Lake, not a, come n- on. like a, not the tier that we're talking about. <laughs> Excuse me, Junior Lake, before the whole um, Joe Madden basically yeah, benching him sign. because he celebrated the way uh no, the run wrong Bird. or whatever. No,
1: no, no to Marlon Bird. No to Marlon Bird. Matt Caesar, good Matt guy.
2: Caesar, he's supposed to be there. Yeah, he's gonna be Dude there. Dude can paint.
1: Dude he can paint. paint. He's yeah. good social content. He shows you know. Yeah.
2: He's from the 16 team. Yeah. His bat is, it lives right. in
1: a legendary lore, you know. See, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for me, I, I think Mark DeRosa, and we'll, this is the last thing we'll say on this, I think Mark DeRosa is too big of a name yeah. to say sort of just like yeah. another Cub. Right. He was. He wasn't like the star of the team, but... He's, he's a face of MLB Network. He had a pretty long he, he had a pretty big fan base. He didn't, he
2: didn't play with the Cubs long enough, in my opinion. He I remember three, when they – 3-4, maybe. The, yeah, I, like yeah. that. It
3: should have been longer. Um, Cliff Floyd, another – Oh, uh, yeah, Marquis. Yeah, How can you forget right. about Cliff Floyd? Yeah, I forget about Cliff Floyd.
1: Uh, uh, all right. Legends. What? A, where will Jamison Tyone finish in that conversation? Could we be having the same
2: thing, conversation <laughs> about Jamison Tyone 15 years from now? Well, maybe I don't know when we don't talk about him like we talk about uh, Tyler Chatwood. No. Uh, well, yeah, right? you don't want to go
1: that direction. No, no.
2: He makes more money than Tyler Chatwood. So he has higher expectations. I think he is better than Tyler Chatwood. Uh, but I think we all had pretty high expectations for Tyler Chatwood when he came over. And obviously, his first year with the Cubs was awful. So yeah. Who was it that? was not near like Tyone's first year was not nearly as bad as. As um, Chatwood I think Chatwood got paid more too Who was the he?
1: other pitcher that they signed they, a g- significant amount, yeah. they signed early on To a pretty Maybe large not. contract not A veteran pitcher and he just
2: never did anything
3: Who Edward am I Jackson. thinking of Yes, Edwin, Edwin Jackson.
2: That's who I was thinking. Was of. Four, yeah, like I year. said, he was part of the tank commander, man. Yeah, Ed, Edwin Jackson. Like if you we hope, didn't have Edwin Jackson, we sure as hell don't have Chris Bryant. Tyone's this team. gonna, or no matter what like happens, we, Tyone we, will finish. Do we do we have Do we have Kyle Schwarber on this team if we don't have Edwin Jackson? Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like, he came in. Theo paid him a lot of money. To suck like uh, that's what he was with the Cubs. There was never a point with Edwin Jackson as a Cub where you were like, "This guy, I trust him today."
3: I don't. The fact that Edwin Jackson threw a no hitter is still kind of insane. Didn't he get like like thirty million? Didn't he got like
2: fifty? What was his contract? It's been
3: way too long. Four four year, fifty two million dollars. But what would that contract? Be now equivalent. Be it now. It would probably be more than what Tyone got. Actually, yeah, I would think. Right? Yeah, For sure. Ten years later. Well, it's not like Edwin so. Jackson had a bad career. He just had a bad. No, no, no. At the he Cubs. just was.
2: He was washed up by the time yeah. he got to the Cubs. Right. But somehow, after the Cubs, he went on to pitch with uh, like what yeah, two or three other teams. Pitching, I felt like. yeah. <laughs> somehow, other teams gave him a chance. Yeah. Um Here we go. We're, we're getting off on the right player. <laughs> sorry, I, player Tyone. I could do this all day. This whole just naming dudes. You know, but the
1: Jameson mm Tyone, I've. I think we could we could spend a week and we may do this anyway in the offseason saying, but I think we need to know who the roster is before they before we start going through the whole list. But I think if you had to pick X factors to a mm-hmm. Cubs season, right last year, we said Bellinger was the biggest X factor because the ceiling was so high for what he could deliver. He did turn out to be. An X factor, they just didn't make the playoffs because other things didn't happen, but he was obviously an X factor. Sure. Tyone I is still holds that we had these at least I had these expectations that he would be a possible two for the Cubs. I didn't know I I thought Strowman was still the one. I didn't know where Steele was gonna slot in, but I thought it was possible that Tyone would be that number two. Now Steele grabbed it, right? Yeah. And went with it and became the number one. And Tyone's season didn't end at the end it wasn't as bad as it was at times during the season because he did have some good starts. I just look at him now and I say, they have holes in their rotation because Stroman's gone. They needed, we thought, potentially two starters in a perfect offseason is what you could add to this rotation. Tyone is still one of those guys that you could easily call an X-factor on this team.
3: Yeah. No, I think, and, and when we talk about right now, like this rotation as currently constructed, obviously Marcus Stroman's gone as currently constructed, doesn't feel like a upper tier rotation. I right. Mean, you have Justin Steele came up with, uh, is coming off a top five finish, but obviously like Kyle Hendricks is another year older next year, um, had a good season, but had, you know, similar to like Cody Bellinger, right? Had a good season, but had come off, Couple bad seasons, injury plagued seasons, right? So you don't know for sure um, if the the things that Kyle Hendricks did to get back to where he was in 2023. Well, how long will that get? Like, how, how much longer does the leash get for him now that he's um, proved he kind of was healthy and and could pitch effectively? And then you got young guys like Jordan Wicks, who um, you know potential for that s- still rookie slash sophomore year struggles. Javier Assad, you know, had his um, just, uh, I think I think some of his later starts aside, you could see some um, flaws in his game that you'd hope he'd have to work on. But um, for the most part, I think we sit here and look at this rotation as it's it's not an upper echelon rotation. Um, it doesn't feel like a major strength for the team. Tyone looking more like he did in New York, more like the guy the Cubs thought they were signing when they gave him four years, sixty eight million. That would be really big for the rotation now do I think that's enough for the rotation no um, but I do think having him emerge as like a number two even or, or you know a really good number three I think that's that's huge and then also depends on what, the, what they do the rest of the offseason when they do eventually sign someone right, right? Um, but having him emerge and being a lot more consistent a lot more effective um, you know the pitch mix works a lot better that's that, I think that's huge for the rotation and, and when you're talking about The in-house options, yeah, I would say he's an X factor because the amount he's getting paid to be one of their better starting pitchers, um, and then again, what they think he can be when he's pitching well and pitching effectively, like that. For me, I would say as far as what they have on the the roster right now, rotation wise, he's the X factor because if he could be really good, that is a big boost for the rotation as a whole. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, they obviously need a bounce back. They need more of what they got and. September Mm -hmm. all of next year Um, I think if you're going into 2024 though hoping that he can even get to a number two spot in the rotation or form out to be that by the end of the year I think that's setting yourself up for failure I'm just asking for middle of the rotation guy I'm asking for number three I'm asking for number four Uh, and like a lot of people in the chat are mentioning like i'm 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 going to put all my chips in on kate horton in twenty twenty four and what I mean by that is I'm going to be optimistic that he can be that number two guy behind Steele and eventually probably the number one in years to come but i i that's a lot of pressure to put on our guy who's never pitched at the major league level all this and that however probably the best pitching prospect in all of baseball i think at, at, going into twenty twenty four so I think I'm. A, I think that it's okay to have those kinds of expectations or, or optimism. But as far as Tyone, I think that if you if he just get, does what he's done throughout his career, which is just be a really good middle of the rotation guy, then like I'm fine with that. I, I I'm not. I I just feel like if I ask for more, I'm setting myself up for failure two years in a row. Because last year I went into last season with optimism that he could be the best guy in the rotation, mm-hmm. and not only was he not that, he for Three and a half months he was the worst pitcher in the rotation. So uh, I'm just asking for him to get back to what he's um known to be throughout his career. And if he can do that, I you know, that definitely sets them up to have success. And, you know, I feel like either way, no matter where you look at on this roster, if you're talking about offense, you're talking about defense, you're talking about pitching this team's going to be asking some of these young dudes to come up and, 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 and blossom a little bit. And like when we were talking about new year's resolutions last week, you know, Ryan said, you know, Cubs need a hit on some of these prospects. So like, I don't think it's, it, I don't think it's a bad thing for me to say that I'm going to put more optimism in that, that I am in Jamison Tyone, uh, you know, being better than what I expect. I My expectation for 2024 for Jameson Tyone is just be who he has been throughout his career. Uh, Niren's asking if this is an emergency podcast. No, not yet.
1: <laughs> no, not so yet. It's not an emergency podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree that the. I think the reason that we said they needed two starters was some of the disappointment in Tyone not being able to figure out the fastball. And he was like, listen, I just, whatever it is, I, I, can't, I can't figure it out during the season. I love the fact that he went into the offseason and right away he hit, you know, he showed on social media, which is fine. Yeah, he showed that he's putting the work in. Yeah,
2: well, and that's
3: what more him. can you what more can you ask for after you give a guy also, a contract? I like, also think one of the things with Tyone is just how open and, and very like self. Even right after starts, like we you know we talked to him, like, even if it's a bad start, we talked to him. He's very open and honest about his issues. I'm very like as far as like self-reflection goes, uh-huh. he knows just like, it's like, I, I he's like I don't know what happened. It's like, no, I, I, I know what was going wrong. Uh-huh. Do I know how to fix it right now? No, but I know what was good. So I think that's beneficial for him and that he's, he's the, the self-reflection part is so good for him, I guess is the way to say it. Like he, he's so good at self-reflecting that he immediately knows what his issues are. He doesn't necessarily have the answers right away and as you said like fixing all this stuff in game like trying to do that in between starts or uh, in the season like that's tough but when you get a full offseason knowing what was what was plaguing you knowing what your issues were if you can pinpoint them down and give yourself the whole offseason to work on them like that's just huge just for that you know offseason pitching progression type stuff so um i think i think that part of it when I look at who Jameson Tyone is and how he just understands what's going right and what's going wrong for him, even if it's right after a game. I, I mean, I think that is where I look at I'm expecting a better season out of him, a more consistent season out of him, because just, just because he knows what the issues were and he's going to have a whole offseason to work on them. Now, obviously, you hope that new issues don't emerge or the same issues start to pop back up for sure. Um, But having a whole off season in the system with the Cubs and, and being able to just work on the issues, like with the fastballs you mentioned that were, that was plaguing him. I think that's, that's going to be beneficial for him.
1: I mean, it's like a golfer, right? You go out on the golf course for all the people that are out there that golf and it's, if I could just fix my putting this year, I'm going to be so much better. I'm going to to pick up seven strokes, and then your short game goes a little bit. So obviously, could that happen? Yes. Something tells me that the sample size of what Tyone has done before Mm. lets me believe in my heart that you're not going to get Tyone from last year. You're only going to get a better version this season. I'm not saying it's going to be a number one Mm -hmm. or a number two. I'm just saying I think – the kind of roller coaster ride, I think you'll get a better season, a more consistent season out of them than you did last year. Yeah. And if you add somebody like Imanaga or Montgomery or Snell or whoever your dream is, this free agent pitcher, to re- replace Stroman, knowing that you have Horton coming up and Assad available, and Drew Smiley could be there for some starts, and all, all of that. Tyone is still a guy that has that potential to really give you a huge boost in the rotation if yeah. you make those right moves here in the next thirty-five but days. Another
2: thing that just like, don't
1: count on him to to automatically be that. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, I think another thing that perhaps even I kind of just didn't even take into account, like despite. The I don't know the up and down year or the bad year. I, to me, I, year one of that contract, it just it wasn't good. I just playing simple wasn't good. He got better as the season went along. He pitched well when you absolutely needed him in to. September, yeah. In September, like, there was he, that. there was he, like, a game against the Mets where I yeah. felt like
3: uh, they needed to win that game. And right, he, like he had that start against yeah. the
2: Yankees. Had the tie home revenge game. Like he had moments even earlier in the season. There was just a lot of inconsistency. And honestly, the first two months of the year just weren't good. Uh, but through all that, he still managed to pitch 154 innings last year. And that, that's yeah. that's pretty good in this in this day and age. And so he's just got to stop giving up homers to left-handed <laughs> hitters. He was terrible against lefties last year, right? Like we talked yep. about that at, at, at ends. So it, he's got to stop doing that as much. He's got to even that out. Like I still think lefties will probably still hit pretty well off him, but it can't be you know lefties can't have an OPS over a thousand Mm -hmm. for him uh, against him for half a year right so I think that he's got a he's got to get better against lefties and he's got to find a way uh, to continue to just uh, get outs and 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 keep the team in games I was I was honestly probably his biggest thing like because even though he pitched 154 innings it was because he would suck the first inning or two but then somehow find it in inning two or three and still give you five or six, yeah. and and it was just like just you would the watch, yeah, you yeah. would just watch the game, and you'd be like, "How did he just go through the heart of a lineup and not give up anything else?" But then you get to the eight, nine hitter hitters, and this guy is giving up tanks to dudes I've never heard of, like or vice versa. Like it was one or the other. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it, he would have starts where it was just like the first two innings would not go well, and then he would figure it out and still manage to just go deep in the game. So David Ross didn't have to go to his bullpen right. every like really early every start, you know. Like he just like you said, you need you got. He's got to be more consistent. Yeah. He's got to be better against lefties, uh, and I know those are the two big things. But as far as just like, you know, we're talking about free agents, they should sign everything. I mean, do again, 154 innings in year one, made uh, 29
3: starts. Like he had a minimum stint on the IL early in the year, but that was it. Yeah. Like he was there. I, yeah, it's it's like. You need guys to to be available and he was available. He was available and yeah, it's what we've all said, you know, it's just being consistently better. Yeah. And you know, it's easier said than done, of course, especially from us sitting here on the set, but like you know, a guy that's very routine oriented, who we like you mentioned on social media, you already see him getting after, uh-huh. um and, and, and focusing on the things he needs to focus on this off season. Um You know, just being consistent with everything, not just on the mound in game, like consistent um, with his pregame work, consistent with, uh, you know, his in-between work, his consistent with the offseason right now, like just a lot of, uh, I think that's the main thing. That's the number one, that's the buzzword for me with Tyone in 2024 is just consistency because we didn't see that enough last year until it kind of got too late in the season. And And,
1: consistency would mean a better season than last year. Yeah, for sure. So we're all good with that. Um, Alex says, no, bro is cooked. Uh, <laughs> Evil Wax. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Evil Wax 73 Bro, says, so who would you rather have the top three uh, rotation guys left? Montgomery, Imanaga, or Snell? I, are you asking, like, if contracts were equal? Like, which player would you rather have? I mean, Snell's the most accomplished of the group. Yeah, he's S- also the most risky yeah, so one. When we're talking about inconsistency. A, a great, <laughs> I, I, would, I would probably go Montgomery. And somebody, yeah. somebody in the chat earlier said, "My saw him against the Astros and was yeah. like, that's the guy I want.'" This
3: yeah, is I was listening to Clark. Like, Brendan actually had a good conversation about that with with Snell and Montgomery and like Imanaga and they did. Then I got distracted. I mean, I, I would love to summarize it, but then I get distracted when Brendan started talking about steam shifted wake, um, which <laughs> right, was, yeah. So <laughs> like that, like. Don't get caught in the that way. just like I started like the, the – Don't, Zach get, Galifian-
2: don't the, get caught in the, the heat maps. Yeah, the Zach
3: Galifianakis um, hangover meeting. Yeah, which is, like, like all those All the numbers flying around. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I do know he, he was talking about with Montgomery, like he obviously wouldn't be opposed to signing Jordan Montgomery. But like I, I think he was talking about like a guy like Imanaga would be his choice um, based on specific pitch doctor things that I don't completely understand. Um, I, I mean, I think with Montgomery, I, I think if you're if you're basing like Montgomery versus Blake Snell. I think Montgomery's probably like the safer, more consistent option because but Blake's now just has the ability to be a Cy Young guy. He's right. done it two years. Yeah. But it also took dudes. it also yeah. took him five years in between Cy Young. So it's like you've seen the inconsistency throughout his career season to season. Not that he's always a bad pitcher, like, like a really bad pitcher, a really good pitcher. I think his floor isn't that bad, but it's also not as high it's it's lower than you want or than you feel safe about. But his ceiling is also really high. But he's also going to cost a lot. You know, he's going right. to cost more
1: money. If the contracts were all yeah. equal, it's it's an interesting. The thing about
2: the thing that makes me intrigued about Montgomery is that he's just been consistent three consecutive seasons. Like it's not even like like with Blake Snell, like what Ryan said, like his Cy Youngs. It's not like they're happening back to back years or like two out of the last three or whatever. He's had up and down seasons, and you you just don't know what you're going to get. From him in twenty twenty four, I don't think. Also, like we, I've mentioned many times on here. I've mentioned in Twitter Spaces that I've done, like almost a thir- almost a fourteen percent walk rate last year. Like that's bad. And like that's but listen. Rare. If you watch this team, and I assume all of you in this chat did, like you watched this team during the golden era with a lot of the pitchers they had that walked so many dudes, and how it came back to haunt them, like it just scares me to ha- with someone who's. Who who had a walk rate like that last year, and it's not even the first season that he's done that. He's he's had other seasons where he's had a high walk rates. So yeah, he strikes out a ton of dudes, but he also walks guys. I don't know. Like it, if the walk rate wasn't so high, I'd probably be a little bit more in on him. But I'm it's just the inconsistency and the walk rate is what scares me. Now between Imanaga and Mon- Montgomery, again, like Imanaga is a risk in the fact that he just never pitched here. I right? take the guy I've seen. Right. Do well in the postseason. But I I'm but. but they're like if you, you just look at, at, you know, the type of pitcher Imanaga is and the and what the experts project him to be, it's another version of Jordan Montgomery. He's not gonna overpower you. It's not like he's he gets a lot of ground balls, like this is, like <laughs> it's absolutely not exactly what I want the Cubs to be getting in, in, in free agency or what I was hoping that the Cubs would be getting in free agency from the pitching side this winter, but uh, you know we are where we're at, and they need a they need an arm. And who knows? Maybe they can make whether it's Jordan Montgomery or Imanaga better. F- great, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, Montgomery, three consecutive seasons, thirty plus starts, over 150 innings pitched. Just came off the World Series. All these things like he's he's had success. He's familiar with this division because he pitched with the Cardinals. So. I don't know man. Like yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with either one of them. Uh I guess if you force me to choose, I'd I'd say Montgomery, but just and that's just because I know what I'm gonna get more so out of him. But No,
3: yeah, I think I'm uh, fine with either one of <coughs> him or excuse me. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know who my preferred choice is. I, I think it just depends on what you want and what your level of um you know, the the risk you can take, you know. Like how, how much how much risk are you willing to take on with a contract like that? Because like like I said, Blake Snell, the most like proven of the guys, highest ceiling potentially of the guys, probably of the guys. Yeah. Considering he is a two-time Cy Young Award winner, but he's also going to cost you a lot more money. You mentioned the walk rate. You there, we've talked about the inconsistency throughout his career. Like that. That's that's risky, right? You know, just, all uh, Imanaga. So. Every free agent is a risk. So, so, so what risk like, do you want? I don't know. It just <laughs> yeah it depends on what <laughs> what your level of of the way willingness I'm, to, to I, take risk is going to be. Gary so. says I won't be happy when they sign
1: Imanaga by Thursday, and uh, you're incorrect, Gary. Please just sign
2: anybody's. Well, all <laughs> I'm
1: asking for I'll be I, happy I, if
2: they sign. I whoever. I would. Be fine passing on Snell solely because I'm such a believer in Kate Horton. Kate Horton can be your Blake Snell in 2025. He'll make it. I believe he'll be here mid-season anyway. I think Blake Snell, or I think Kate Horton, can be what Blake Snell is what in you, terms of the strikeouts. In terms of being Snell a top of the rotation. What if you had two of those guys?
0: Well, if they if they
2: give Blake Snell seven years, two hundred plus million, then Cody Bellinger ain't going to be here, and I they ain't going to. They ain't gonna their offense ain't gonna score any runs. At
3: least that's the I mean, way they, I look at it. You know what that's what we said last year. I think they were like <laughs> top, ended up being top five or top three in run scoring. So <laughs> that's I'm just fair. saying. That literally went in the last season saying that. And that's just me being ended a meatball, up being top three. Right. But like right. that I view if they
2: go and pay Blake Snow all that money, I don't think Cody Bellinger is gonna be here. But who doesn't like meatballs? And who doesn't like Circus Sportsbook, Cody? I mean, if you don't like Circus Sportsbook Get out of my face. Get out of my face. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, brother. Uh, I'm going to convince you why Circus Sportsbook is awesome, all right? One reason, they have tight money line splits, all right? Games strive to be a minus 110 split on Circus Sports menu. Unlike other sportsbooks, which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split, Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. They do not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits. Unlike other books, who do limit winning players, they actually encourage betters to download and explore other sports betting apps available and compare the lines from each sports book. I was doing so good on this other book that they limit how much I can you or how much I can bet um, when I use their boost. Right, mm. and it's like limiting the the good things that Batman can do. Right. So, like for Not instance, good last night I bet. I've made a bet, uh, using a boost, uh, on this other book. And it only let me bet $10 because I've been killing it on their book. Like they're probably tired of me. They probably want me to leave. Uh, and Circa, they just won't do that because they're the best. So, uh, and finally their customer service is the best. If you don't like chat bots, then go to Circa. That's why I go to Circa. All right. So all aspects of the app, are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, the second greatest place on earth behind Wrigley Field. All right, so download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit or, or text G-A-M-B to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com.
1: Very nice. Uh, Midtown Athletic Club has four Chicagoland locations, Palatine in the Northwest Burbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook Southwest Suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel right in the middle of Bucktown over here and Lincoln Park. Now, don't forget, Midtown Palatine has just had this big multi million dollar transformation of the club. It's going to be complete here early in the year. Midtown is now offering no initiation fees in January at Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. They have something for single people. They've got something for families with kids. If you're looking to make those lifestyle changes early in the year, this is the place. It's the nicest gym I've ever been in. And all the white fluffy towels. Did I mention the white fluffy towels in their state-of-the-art locker room? Super luxury is the way I would describe it. They've got yoga, boxing, cycling, cross-training, group exercise, and the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. They've got indoor-outdoor tennis. They've got pickleball, paddle tennis, USTA, professional quality all the way. So head over to Midtown.com slash CHGO to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest
2: you. And, yes, you can go see there, right there. Cody is down, what, seven pounds? Seven pounds, brother. I stepped on the scale again today. Didn't
3: lose, but I didn't gain. Could have been that's the good. time of day. Yeah. Hey, that's. Could have been the time of like day. It's like going to the casino. Could just be and water weight. That's like going to the casino and not yeah. losing any money. Like, you, you know, you right. went there, you had five pounds. Seven and pounds in the, the, the month
2: already is good. Out. Yeah. I blame the fact that I didn't lose probably because I ate an entire pizza after the Bears ruined my freaking Sunday. Yeah. But you know what? I. I'm I'm okay with being at this at this level right now. Like, I'm trying to get down 30 pounds by opening day. Like, I can I, I'm
3: yeah, just, I still feel time. really good about
2: that.
1: You
3: got time. Anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people in the chat were jumping ahead in our rundown. They wanted to talk Imanaga and John Heyman and all the other people that reported. Hey, Cubs and Red Sox. The only thing I'll say about it is this. And again. I have nothing against him and I just want them to sign one of those three guys they need to add a starting pitcher yeah somebody has to sign (laughs) and if it's Imanaga cool if it's Montgomery extra cool for me but like here's the deal everybody keeps saying Imanaga is off the list on list it just depends on it's all rumors right now, guys. It's all rumors. How many times did the the stuff with the Giants cha-
2: change yesterday? Yeah. It's like it's just been like very like I referenced yesterday, like snip, snap, snip, snap. Michael and Jan at the dinner party in the office, like because last night someone, a reporter out of Boston, said that they were out on Imanaga. Yeah. Then Heyman tweets this morning that it's Cubs, Red Sox, and five other suitors, including the Giants. Then he quote tweets himself like an hour later and says, no, no, Now I'm Giants. hearing the Giants are now out of it. So it's well, like. well, then
3: someone. Who said yesterday the Giants were like emerging as the frontrunner? Oh, Fine Sand. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's uh, the, what I'm. It's, it's a, a mess. A lot of conflicting reports. On yeah. I'm it's a mess. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. Um, But you haven't, the one thing that you haven't heard anything, we're going to know two days from now what,
2: (laughs) but but. the one thing though, for sure is that the Cubs, there's nothing related to the Cubs have come out related. They haven't, no one said anything. Like if they have emerged as the favorite or, or anything, except for that one article out of Japan that said that the Cubs were less likely to, to land them now or something, which then was like refuted when Nightingale said that the Cubs are, you know, right there. So I, I, I don't know.
3: I didn't mean to interrupt you, sorry. Isn't it fun fun to watch the tea leaves and and see where the chips fall?
1: Let's just hope something happens by Um, Friday. Come on. Barb
3: asked if Umaga is any good. (laughs) She's never (laughs) heard of him. Umaga is a... Isn't that a wrestler? Sin, he's, wrestler? A, he's a late, rest, late WWE wrestler. Yeah. former no longer United with champion. us? Champion. No longer rest with us. Rest in peace. R.I.P.
1: Alex uh, says, I hate. Umaga. Says, Luke hates Imanaga just like Cody hates PCA. These are facts, not an agenda. You misspelled <laughs> facts. It's F-A-X. Yeah. And don't let him get in the way of a good story. Yeah, it's F-A-X, brother. F-A-X. Come on, F-A-X.
3: Alex. Speaking of Umaga. Never mind. I'll, I'll say that for later. Never mind. <laughs> Okay, I just I got WWE no on the brain now after that one, so but you're I not You're, you're I won't gonna derail. take us
1: down a, a wrestling rabbit hole. I won't derail,
3: maybe maybe at the end of the show, but not you no. Know, I won't derail it right now while we're talking about humanaga. Uh, Does
1: I the guess. guy from uh, Real World still wrestle?
3: Real World. Yeah, the Miz. The Miz. Oh yeah, yeah. the Miz. Yeah. All right, I'll just do I'll just do it right now because because right, Alex Alex LaFuente, I think his name is. Um, said in the chat if Jed doesn't do anything, I'm gonna do a. Uh, I'm going to do a real good WWE move on him or something like that. WWE yeah. finishing move. So I'm like, if I, if I were to do a Skull WWE. F- finale? If I were to do a WWE mm-hmm. finishing move on anyone, it's probably a Swanton Bomb. Oh, okay. Not the DDP. From the Hardy Hardy Boys? The, the Diamond,
2: diamond Dallas Page, the yeah, diamond, the diamond, cutter? diamond Cutter? No, it's You're not going to do the Rock Bottom or a Stone Cone Stutter?
3: Chokeslam, Tombstone Piledriver. Did, uh,
2: did Hulk Hogan have one? I mean, he always
1: it did. Was, it, you know, was the, sort of it was thing. the leg
3: drop. The leg drop, the leg oh, drop's no, so gone. lame.
2: Or it, and then he would do like the well, I don't know if that was like his finishing move, but like the the, like the 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 boot. What did Andre Andre the Giant do? I don't know. Just be a giant. I'm too yeah, too I don't know I don't I don't It was exactly old. He did. Yeah. Old. Anyways, Swanton Bond is one of the more electrifying like I think so. moves. I don't know. Who he I was. used to
3: do that like I had a little headboard on when I was a kid on my bed, yeah. and I would do it onto my bed. And I remember I broke one of the. Yeah. The, the, what are the little the wood planks that go underneath the? Mm. the you were like a Bills
2: mafia.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: Well, it broke and it snapped, and like only like two, one or two of them snapped, yeah. and so I just never told my. Past. I like Shane's comment. He says RKO,
2: Jed. Like out, like RKO, RKO out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> At spring break, 2014. I got RKO'd into a pool out of nowhere. What? More you know. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? It's RKO. just Randy Orton's move, man.
1: RKO, it, I, don't know. I
3: don't even know how you describe the RKO. Yeah. The RKO. You just know what it he's is. It's like the Stone Cold Stunner except you land on your back and the other guy lands on his stomach.
1: That's what like, about yeah. uh, Goldberg? Is he still wrestling? He's long gone. He's long gone. He, he's never coming back, Goldberg? I don't think so. He was a big deal. He Dude. was a champ, wasn't he? Goldberg? He's just old.
2: Yeah, he's just old. He's like, I mean, The Rock came back and he's like uh, 51 years old, bro. That's old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a shot that was. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> we got
1: nothing going on, and he talks about that. Oh, man, the rock is old. 51, and he looked me dead in the eyes. He, he stared me down right across, just like he was just doing beams right out of his eyes and lasering
3: me to death. You're probably a big fan of the Macho Man elbow drop, weren't you? Oh, yeah. There you go. That oh, was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that that was way better than my impression. I can't yeah. Yeah.
1: Randy Macho, man, I believe. Is he from the area, I think, right? He's in the
2: Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame in downtown Chicago. Is yep. he, really? Yeah, for Good sure. more you Randy, know. Randy Poffo. I know Corey, when he listens to this, he's going to be electrified. He loves
3: wrestling. Snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah, brother. Oh, he went to Donner's Grove North. What? I didn't know that. You guys don't know anything about well, wrestling. He well, he went. He, what, did he move to Illinois for high school? Because he went to Grover Cleveland Middle School, wherever that is. That I don't know. I don't know the middle school. Zanesville, Ohio. All right. Sorry for. Anyways. Sorry for derailing this got show. Got a little bit off. Well, in well, relation. We got, our, we got our
1: second thumbs down based on that.
2: <laughs> in relation, I did watch Armageddon 2004 last night as I went to sleep. So. <laughs> this is where I'm at in the offseason, too, there guys. There you go. <laughs> There's not, nothing else to to talk about. Tell
1: Luke to never do that again. Saying this with love, Alex says. Alex just is. <laughs> on my case
2: Greg today. says we have officially derailed. Oh, <laughs> months yeah. ago. We started the show with naming former Cubs that no one remembers uh, and now we're talking moves. about what the WWE Cubs have finishing done finishing to us.
1: <laughs> it's what the Cubs have done to us. Uh, I saw somebody earlier in the chat asking about Cubs Convention and will the beer bat be making an mm. appearance? Would you sign? If, if someone asked you to sign their beer bat,
2: would you do it at Cubs Convention? I mean, I guess. I in a way yeah, I, think a kinda, I think it's kind of I think it's kind of weird but at the same time like I'd do it why not How good is your signature Not great Yeah you got so, I guess I should start practicing before I go to CubsCon <laughs> on Friday
0: There has been a lot of questions too on if we're going to be live at Cubs Convention oh. and we will not be mm-hmm. live at Cubs Convention Just alive yeah, we, we were was. hopeful <laughs>
2: this year we were hopeful but We're going to yeah, do a bunch of
0: pre-recorded out. stuff that yeah. will be sent out throughout the week though But
2: either way like I know I'll be there Friday for like opening ceremonies and that would be Well, we'll all be there on Saturday yeah, we'll too.
3: We'll all be there. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. I know uh Godfather said he's going camping. Yeah. Said he can't deal with the rah-rah yeah. stuff. That's the
2: most unsurprising godfather thing to ever be said. <laughs> I've never been less surprised. <laughs> so back to Imanaga.
1: <laughs> uh so off. The- do you buy any of what you are like? I mean, the chat was all fired up, like waiting for breaking news to come in, and this is happening. And uh, do you believe any of it? What? I believe some of it. I, th- I believe they're not out on him. No, that's all. I, can, I that's all I believe.
3: Just with how much. Oh, for, for starters, I don't think we're gonna get an answer till Thursday, since that's when his posting date. Or the posting window closes. Four o'clock is
1: that four o'clock
3: Thursday? I don't remember exactly the timing. Cody, you know the time, don't you? Four o'clock Thursday. Thursday. Yes. So five o'clock Eastern. I don't think we'll have an answer before that, or like long before that deadline. Um, And I don't, I definitely don't buy the Cubs are out, considering we're still hearing like, oh no, no, they're actually in. Like I I don't know, I don't know who. I I can't based on reading the tea leaves. I can't tell you who the front runner for Imanaga is, but. I think Uh, it it, does feel like it does feel like the Cubs are still. I feel like he
2: hasn't signed because they're asking for too much. It's potential. Uh, That that's my that's my conspiracy like tinfoil hat theory is I I I feel like he would have already signed, but they're trying his agent and him are trying to get him over a hundred million dollar contract, and I don't think anyone wants to do it, so. We'll see on Thursday. I don't think anything will be any different tomorrow when we come in here and talk about him for the, you know, 10th time. But I think it has to do with him asking for too much. And at some point, they're going to have to come down because he's got a sign before 4 o'clock on Thursday. So I think that the Cubs are his likely – or I think the Cubs are the situation he wants to be in. If I had to, If I had to guess, like – it, money aside and everything i think the cubs are the team that he wants to be at be with you know say plays here it's a japanese player um not to i mean what the i think the giants and the red Sox both have yeah the giant or red Sox have um yoshida and the giants i mean they signed that korean guy but i think they have someone else, like an actual japanese player too um, on the Giants? Yeah, don't they? Didn't they sign got uh, don't don't no
3: Young hoo Lee? They just signed him. Yeah, he's
2: Korean. And I'm, I'm trying yeah, I thought that sure. maybe they had a Japanese player too. But either way, like I, I don't know the, the Giants are probably attractive to him because he's they're on the West Coast. But I think as far as like a team that's ready to perhaps be winning of these teams that are interested in him, I think the Cubs are the better situation. Why would you want to go play with the Giants and have to go up against your friends in Yamamoto and and, and Otani? You always in the want same in, in well in, in that division. The Red Sox oh, yeah. they're got, they're in the they're in a very competitive AL East. The Angels, I mean, he had to have talked to Otani a little bit and been like, "Yo, man, what's this organization like?" And they're like, and Otani's like, "This place sucks." And so, when you look at the Cubs, you look at the future they got coming up. You look at the you know, it's got a friend there. Feels like an easier scenario, like an e- easier place to perhaps win too with the division. I, mean, I just think the situation is a lot better for for him with the Cubs than anywhere else of the teams that are interested yeah, in him. No,
3: I, I I think that factors in is is you know who's who's in a good position to actually be a good te- to actually be contending for something this offseason. Um, I think the Cubs still are in a good position. I think they the the foundation of the team is there, and you'd obviously like them to have or to to end this offseason having brought in vet veteran free agents, or if they trade for someone, right? But that's like to build on top of the foundation they already have, and guys like Dansby and Nico, and even Say, uh and the pitch guys in the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I but I do think they they do have. A good foundation for winning on this ball club, and if someone like Imanaga cares about that, I think um, that's something he'd consider. Now, as you mentioned, there's other things like the Giants play on the West Coast. Other teams have more have other money they could uh, offer him, especially if they're willing to pay more than the Cubs do, right? Like things like all mm. that, all that factors in. Um, but if we're talking about the teams that are left and who's more positioned to actually be. Um, you know, compete for something, make the playoffs, make a run. I think the Cubs, based on that foundation, they still have to do more, don't get me wrong, but based on the foundation they have, do have themselves in a position where if they bring in the right talent, they will be, or they should be, a real contender for the division. I don't know, I wouldn't say World Series contender, but real contender to make the playoffs and, and maybe make some noise when they get there.
1: Uh, I see we're being trolled by a couple of Brewers fans. I saw a Cardinals fan in there, too. Yeah. What happened? Well, it's that, good to know that they have the internet in Wisconsin now. So Yeah, and don't there. forget
0: to give us a like if you Five see the lower the, bar. The
3: dial-up's working, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, throw uh, a like on here if you're going to troll us. Speaking yeah, of electricity, like, Cody, brother. it's
1: getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it.
2: Yeah, Luke, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs. As we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow, whether you have a one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Cody? Well, Luke, Ryan, the chat, you all need to go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business... Don't wait, Luke. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Just to clarify, did you say comed.com slash clean? Yes, I did. Comed.com slash clean, Luke. Open those ears, brother. (laughs) <laughs> got to get them cleared say, out. I got a lot of wax getting older. <laughs>
1: did
3: get you say comet.com slash clean?
2: I did say comet.com slash clean. So go now and see how Going Electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for oh. generations to come. Uh,
1: Ryan, have you <sighs> noticed the, the sweet things we got from Foco on the set here? Look
2: at the Arch sets. I, I have. Those are. I threw in sweet. Slack. Sweet's a good way to. I threw it. in Slack on Sunday. For, like, someone who was going to be here, which obviously I knew there would be because the Bears played on Sunday. I threw it in slag, and, and I asked, hey, can someone take a picture of the, the bobbleheads? Because it was National Bobblehead Day. Oh, yeah. And I was going to put it on our Twitter account, and then no one did. And you know what? Very big of me to not come in here and complain about it. Credit to me. Yeah. Anyway. We'll blame Braggs. Yeah, well, there's I, a Charlie I blame Brown bobblehead Bragg's. on their website at FOCO.
1: But, yeah.
3: No, like, FOCO. Love FOCO. Um, Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. If you're on our YouTube right now, like Sarah is going down the list. Is that Charlie Brown? Yeah, Yeah, it's a Charlie Brown FOCO. Big head
1: bobblehead. FOCO's
3: got great stuff. If you're not on YouTube, if you're listening to us on the pod, go check out YouTube or go to FOCO.com. But uh, it's almost baseball season. FOCO's got Aloha shirts, which, you know, I love. I love me a nice Hawaiian Aloha shirt. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a Cubs game. They also got the set decorations, as Luke mentioned. FOCO has donated a few awesome pieces for our sets. So go show them some love. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Love, FOCO. Hell yeah, I
1: wonder what their number one selling Cubs item is. I saw it has
0: to be the bobbleheads. Match warmer bobblehead. You think bobble I think it's heads. the bobbleheads. I saw be Crocs on yeah. there.
1: A lot of people love the Crocs. Uh, I, I've never worn Crocs, but I saw them on there. And I Foco
0: has some of the most unique bobbleheads I've ever seen, though. That's why I feel like they'd be really popular. But like
1: one item, what bobblehead would it be? Right. So I don't know. Just kidding. maybe be, it's, it's the Charlie Brown one. Oh, Charlie Brown's different.
0: It is different.
1: I, I really
3: love the overalls. How many beers can fit in the overall? Is it 11, 11? isn't like it? Like 11? I Allegedly. I don't remember exactly what it was, but. Don't let the yeah, facts. You know,
2: you know what's going to be my hardest thing is that going to CubsCon and not drinking. Mm. That will be probably my hardest thing this weekend. Because I'm, I'm, I've done very well at dry January to this point. Oh, I forgot that. I, was like, I went to Cody's last night to watch the national uh, championship game. With my friend Kate, and I didn't have a beer. I drank water the entire time. Water, credit to me. Wow, it was. I mean, this is this is new territory for me, man. If you keep drinking water instead of beer, you will reach your
1: goal of thirty in two months, easy. That's that's what I predict. Okay. If you drank only, if you if you went dry February too, <laughs> I bet you hit dry. Dry pre January, February. Yeah. Dry pre If you went dry until opening day, I bet you'd be down 30 easy by opening day.
2: That's kind of the thought in my <laughs> head. It's just a not an easy thing for me, No, man. Oh, I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Just water? Oh, yeah. yeah, water.
1: Because you can't replace I, the beer with, like, yeah. Pepsi maybe, or Coke. Maybe that,
0: a few ginger shots here and there would be good. <laughs>
2: I, ginger, I, shots?
0: ginger shots. Like just ginger. It's not alcohol. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, just ginger. It's good for the soul, good for the stomach. Are
1: you liquefy ginger?
0: Yeah, got, you don't do ginger shots? It's no. really good for your digestive system, good for the immune system. Where, get, what? Is really? this a Trader Joe's deal? They do sell them at Trader was Joe's. I, this yeah. on TikTok? <laughs> makes sense.
2: Our good friend Max Bain gave me a good uh, protein drink-like idea. That I could use making or I could make with my blender that everyone is so fascinated about me having a blender. So I'm going to give that a shot. So I saw a couple uh,
1: articles, posts, whatever you want to call them on the internet talking about Andre Dawson and the cap thing, how it's not going to happen. Just not likely going to happen. I just, what I don't understand about it is if a play, why, why won't they just let a player pick, yeah. pick what they want on the plaque? I don't. I know it. Changing it would open it up to somebody else wanting to change it. If he's asking for it once, and he's not, you know, it's not like a player's changing it back and forth four times to try and monetize it somehow. Like, just let him wear whatever cap he wants on the plaque. What's the What's the point? Yeah. Why is why? Baseball makes everything so ridiculously hard. Why is the Baseball Hall hard. of Fame just so stuck up? For real. Just cute like. I love it. It's the best one of all the Hall of Fames. But just get over yourself.
2: Yeah. Who cares what cap the guy wants on the plaque? I I did not see these posts. So like what? So explain
1: it yeah, to me. I, I, it was it was. I, I'm not saying it's been reported that it's oh, not happening. Okay. I just saw multiple people posting that speculated. Yeah, it's it's not likely going to happen for him. It's he's supposed to be reviewed by the Hall of. The Hall's board of directors, I think, in March, mm-hmm. so it's nothing's official right now. But everybody that's heard about it is like, so
2: "This ain't gonna happen." They don't change their mind. Question related to Andre Dawson in general. So the Expos, which is that is that where most people think he? You yeah, w- I mean, he he played, I believe, eleven years for the right. Expos and
1: six for the Cubs. Right. He spent most of his time with the Expos. He won his MVP with the Cubs. It's fair. Okay. He wants to go in with the Cubs The Expos don't
2: exist anymore Right But the thing is, is like the Expos They moved to Washington, right? Isn't right, it, yeah. right? Do, like Do the Nationals even acknowledge him at all? Like, cause, like, they're it's, it's almost like uh, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of another team That moved to another city Like, I mean When The Dodgers were in Brooklyn And then went to LA, like when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn that's where Jackie Robinson played with them right like Mm -hmm. and they obviously Jackie Robinson is a much bigger figure than Andre Dawson blah, blah, blah. like obviously like I'm not I'm not arguing I'm just saying that like they acknowledge players that played in Brooklyn for their their organization yeah the Nationals don't even I don't think they've acknowledged anything related to Andre Dawson ever no I I don't (laughs) don't know but I I don't know if they do. Obviously, I am not. I've never seen no, he, seen them. I just don't understand what
1: what's the big deal about taking down yeah. a little plaque on a wall and be like, hey, let's <laughs> redo this. Right? He wants the Cubs? He always wanted the Cubs. We forced him to take the Expos. Yeah, right. right. I, I, I You're just pandering to people in Montreal. I just don't
3: know right. why you pooped on them already. <laughs> by I just, leaving. <laughs> I just don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why players just aren't allowed to make their I know like now the thing is I think it's a collaborative effort for it um but when obviously when Andre Dawson was elected it wasn't that way I don't know I I I do think it should just be the player's choice who do who who do you feel which team do you feel represents what you want to represent you in the hall of fame right Like, like why I don't know why that's not the thing, it feels like it should be. So if Andre Dawson wants to go in as a cub, because that's where you know he wanted to be with the Cubs, and and that's where he felt like I don't even care what the reasons MVP. are. But, but even what I'm saying is like th- yeah. if th- those are his reasons. Like, and he wants to go in as a cub, then I don't think it should be an, an an issue, right? So, um, or you just do what like the NFL doesn't have logos or anything on there, right? Like other sports, I isn't that what it is? Like other sports don't have any. Um, logo or anything to like, like they, they just, just show the guy's head yeah, in the right? jacket. I mean, like the NFL, I believe. Could you do that? Could you just start doing that so you're not? This isn't a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. Is, is, is my main point. But like, Goodness. how do you stop it from being a big deal? Because it, it I mean, I don't. know. But yeah, I do fall just on the side. Seems lame that the guy's I, alive and wants
1: something. I do he feel he on is the side. one of your Hall of Famers. Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Respect his wishes. I do right. fall. I do feel on the side that Andre
3: Dawson it, should be able to pick what team he wants to. Yeah, or they don't have a statue the, for um, You know, be on his Hall of Fame plaque.
1: Uh. Anyways, real quick before we go, because we have one minute. Better story this week: the airplane door falling off, or the guy swimming in the
3: uh, fish tank. I think the and air. Pass pro I jobs. think the airplane door. Pro bash shops. Because I don't know if it was ever verified. But they said that the people that would have been right next to that door missed their flight. I saw I, that
1: I read that some kid's shirt got sucked off and went out the door. Jeez, Yeah, no, he I'm, didn't go out the door, but his shirt flew out.
3: But I'm, but I'm saying, like, apparently the people that should have been right sitting right there were like they, they missed their flight that day or they something an like that. Had an angel watching there. over
0: that day. I don't wow. I, like, I don't, I don't know if
3: I don't know if that was ever completely I'll pass verified. on the exit rows for the extra leg room now. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if that was ever verified, but I. But I saw that on yeah. Twitter, and I guess I can't, you know, I shouldn't believe everything I read on Twitter, right? But um, that would be, be a crazy story if it's true.
1: Now I'm, no, I'm normally an exit row guy, but now I'm an exit row aisle.
3: Oh, I'm absolutely an aisle, no matter where I'm at. Oh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy sitting by the window. Yeah, because you can lean on it. Yeah. Aisle seats for life. Either way. But, like, I,
2: I, I don't like sitting by the, that random door, like, it, that's in the middle of the plane that has, like, one seat by it. That's a no for me, dog. Dub.
1: Dub says the guy jumped out of that
3: fish tank and knocked himself out i think that was the story i didn't <laughs> i didn't look too far into the story
2: all i know is we it got insane. it was cold all insane. i know is it was a it was, cold was, fish tank that cardinals fan was very cold brother very uh, cold very cold i send him thoughts and prayers but it's pretty funny so i'm not sending him what do
3: you call it pass bro shop pro bass shop pro bass shop
2: when we walk, when we, when we were walking to to the Bass Pro Shops in Nashville at winter meetings, man, like, <laughs> boy, was that a journey? That was such. It it was literally. <laughs> it took Cody and
1: I an hour and a half to walk into this place. We Jake, walked in and guys were looking to buy guns hanging
2: on a shelf, and I was like, "Let's get out of here." Jake was called... like Jake asked us to go pick up something there. Said it was like a seven minute walk. <laughs> it legit took me and Luke at least. 30 yeah. to 45 minutes to get to this Bass Pro Shops to pick up one little electronic thing that right. Stephen could use that Two way. She rose over we from could all save the handguns things. and rifles that were really- hanging on hooks. <laughs> Somehow, what this electronic piece of equipment we needed was at a Bass Pro Shops. Uh, Anyways. What a moment. That's probably my favorite part of the offseason. Not really, but. Like, that walk? Yeah, that walk. At least because it was. We they were friends made along the way. Me and Luke got to know each other on a deeper level that day. Right. I've got a callus on my foot from that and we walked so far. Thinking I, about how much we walked hurts my feet, no right. doubt.
1: Anyways, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're back live at one thirty tomorrow. We've shifted our time from one twenty to one thirty just to make it easier because the Bears guys just like to talk mm-hmm. a lot, so we're going. <laughs> we'll one be three.
2: back tomorrow, right. Godfather. Can, you'll be. V- you can come back at one thirty tomorrow and tell us exactly how you feel, bro. One thirty live, live tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Where all of you can come and Just yell, so you know. let it all out. Yeah. And if the Cubs win the
1: World Series, Godfather has offered to swim in the tank. Oh, at a local pro bass shop.
2: Okay, <laughs> at a local. Pro I believe
1: there's one on your way out to Crystal Lake. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, Until tomorrow at 1.30, fly the W.